0: The guiding light. Now, I'm not going to talk about soap operas. I promise. <clears throat> but uh, if you're old enough, you're probably going. Wait a second. I think I remember seeing that on TV. But uh, you know. But it's a, uh, um, yeah. It's it's not about soap operas and so on. But over the last few weeks, God has been showing me some things in my life that I need to address. And since Misery loves company. I figured I'd share it with all of you today. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but but in all reality though, there are some things that if we will allow God to address these things in our lives, it's going to bring about the change that we so desperately need and desire, but sometimes we don't necessarily talk about. And what I want to talk about this morning though is the reality that we have to be led by His Word. We have to be led by His Word. And at the same time, we also have to have the faith to do so. So I want to be led by His Word, but I also have to have the faith to do so. And so my first question this morning is very rhetorical in nature. I'm not looking for hands or anything like that, all right? But how many of us might feel like we're in at least one area of our life that we're kind of just stumbling in the dark. That it kind of feels like, man, I don't even know where I'm going. I'm just kind of, I'm just finding my way around, I think, and I'm just kind of doing a few things here and there, and I don't know. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it has to do with relationships. Maybe it has to do with your walk with God. Maybe it has to do with work. Maybe it has to do with a a, a, a health issue. Whatever it might be, maybe it's a financial issue, but there's something in your life that you're going, man, I just feel like I'm just in the dark. Maybe we even have this reality or or this thought process where we go, man, I, I started off on this path that I was on with enthusiasm. I was here. I was ready. I was going. It was good. And now I feel lost. As God's been dealing with me on this over the last weeks there's been a scripture that just keeps coming to my mind and it was psalm 119 verse 105 where it says this your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path yes. now i've i've known this scripture A long time. I mean, I grew up in Sunday school and everything else. Like, I've known the scripture for a long time. I have always just made an assumption without ever really doing a whole lot of study, because I tend to do that a lot, that when it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, that it's, you know, that it's talking about the Bible. That Bible verse, you know, yeah, that Bible, it is a light to my path, and it is. However... The Hebrew word there where it says your word is a lamp to my feet. That Hebrew word is a word I cannot pronounce. But it means God's spoken word. His spoken word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Now... One of the issues that I tend to fall into is that I hear God speak something or I have this feeling inside me that's like, yes, this is what I have to do. This is where I know God is leading me and I'm going to go and I just take off running. And then sometimes I go, man, it's dark out here all alone. (laughs) I'm not real sure how I got here and boy, this is, huh. And I have to remind myself that I have to go back to his word What did his word say? There's another psalm in Psalm 19, not 119, in Psalm 19, verses seven through 11, and it says this. It says, "God's word is perfect in every way. how it revives our souls. His laws lead us to truth, and His ways change the simple into wise. His teachings make us joyful and radiate His light. His precepts are so pure. His commands, how they challenge us to keep close to his heart. The revelation light of his word makes my spirit shine radiant. Every one of the Lord's commands is right. Following them brings cheer. Nothing he says ever needs to be changed. The rarest treasures of life are found in his truth. That's why I prize God's word like others prize the finest gold. Nothing brings a soul such sweetness as seeking his living words. For they warn us, his servants, to keep us from following the wicked way, giving a lifetime guarantee. Great success to every obedient soul. Everything in this passage right there talking about what his word does to us, his living words are things that even at just a very basic biological level that we all need to have in our life so that we can live victoriously. So that we can live in a prosperous, I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about just a prosperous way of living. But it all comes back to finding out what his word is saying, knowing what his word says, and then being obedient to it. I love that in verse 10, go back one verse. In verse 10 where it says, the rarest treasures of life are found in his truth. That's why I prize God's word like others prize the finest gold. Nothing brings a soul such sweetness as seeking his living words. Man, this right here, if that becomes our attitude, that I prize God's word like others prize finest gold, how much different would my life be? How much different would your life be? If my desire is to just basically wake up every morning and say, God, what are you speaking to me today? God, I want to be obedient to what it is you're speaking to me because I have learned from experience that when I go out on my own, I can't see where I'm going. And I've gotten myself in a lot of sticky situations simply because I made an assumption rather than walked in obedience. These verses tell us how precious his word is for us in order to be able to thrive in life. I love it in in the New Testament that even even Peter, Peter told Jesus, I mean, Jesus is pretty awesome, all right? So Jesus had, he had, been gathering and preaching, and everybody's just coming. I mean, multitudes upon multitudes, thousands of people are coming to hear him speak and teach. And then it was becoming so large, and people were almost kind of getting to that point to where it was becoming a status symbol of, "Oh man, we're going to go see Jesus, and this is amazing. Look where I'm at, and look what's going on here." And I mean, I know none of us have ever done that, but you know, but that, that's that, that's what these guys were doing. And then, I mean, there's a huge multitude there, and Jesus begins to preach one of the hardest messages that we have recorded in scripture, where he talks about, unless you're willing to lose your life, you can't follow me. Unless you're willing to drink my blood and eat of my flesh, you can't follow me. That's not a church growth message, right? <clears throat> and it says everybody leaves him because they're going, man, this guy's crazy. What is going on, man? Like, I thought, that, I thought this guy was going to do some cool miracles. And all of a sudden, he's talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. Like, I'm out. And then he turns to his 12, the 12 closest, his disciples. And he looks at them and he says, what about you? Are you guys going to leave me too? And Peter has this amazing response. He says, where else would we go? Because you alone have the words of life. You see, he had had developed a relationship with Jesus. He didn't just know him from afar. He had developed a relationship with Jesus that even though there was something there that he's kind of going, I don't know if I quite understand this. He's going, I know who my Jesus is and I'm going to go with him because he has the words of life. He let those words be the lamp that were shining in the darkness. If we want to be successful in life, we have to listen to his voice. Guys, he still speaks today. Our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still speaks today. We just have to learn to listen. And that leads me into the next part of this, which many times, if I'm honest, I hear God. I don't always necessarily listen. any of us have kids or remember what it was like to be a kid, you know what I'm talking about. We can hear something, not actually do anything about it, right? Hearing is one thing, like, oh yeah, I heard that noise. But listening is something different. Listening actually requires an action. Listening requires a response. The prophet Isaiah talks about this uh, kind of in, in one such experience that he had in, in Isaiah chapter six, where he says this, he goes, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, That's Isaiah. He says, Then I said, Here am I, or here I am, send me. Isaiah heard and responded, he listened to what the word of God was saying. The problem, though, is that many of us hear God and our response is different than Isaiah. I mean, there are areas of my life where I go, Thank you, God, for speaking. That is incredible. So who's going to go? Is it your turn? Is it your turn? Who's going to do it? God, thank you for speaking those things. That was incredible. Now I hope somebody answers. Because I heard, but I didn't actually Listen. See, we can't just become people who hear God's voice and don't do anything about it. James tells us in James chapter one, starting in verse 22, he tells us, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. And it goes on in, in forgetting what you look like. I forgot to have that verse. I'm sorry. <clears throat> now, if we saw somebody do that, that they were, oh, yeah, here it is. Here's my mirror. And then I turn around and I totally forget what I look like. We would question that person's mental stability. Right? Right? honestly right i mean you know every time they looked in the mirror man i look good wait what do i look like oh yeah i look good wait what do i look like we'd be going man you're crazy what is wrong with you you need to seek some help however that's what a lot of us do in our spiritual walk oh god thank you for speaking that to me that was incredible wait what did he say oh man, that was a great encounter of worship that I had this morning. Shut up, I don't care anymore. You know, right? We've completely forgotten the very thing that we just looked at right before. And the truth is, is that it takes faith for us to hear his word and it takes faith to walk with it as our light that guides our path. It's very, very simple to hear what God is saying. It's a lot more difficult to actually take the step to do it. Because many of us, many of us, myself included, I can hear God say something like, man, that's a great word, God. Yeah, I feel the leading in this direction. And then I sit there and go, how's that going to work out? Maybe I will start doing it once A, B, C, D, and E are already done. And I just kind of tend to forget that if the creator of the universe, who spoke everything into existence, if he has the ability to do that, and he's also wanting to speak to me, then I can trust him with every step. See, James goes on to talk about faith and its importance, and he starts this in chapter, chapter 2, verses, starting in verse 14. And he says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say that you have faith but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, have a great day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? You see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now, someone, someone may argue, well, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. And so it happened, just as the scripture says, Abraham believed God and God counted counted him as righteousness because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do not by faith alone. See, Abraham in that story, and and all of us are probably very similar, he didn't just hear God, he did something about it. So often we can justify, man, and I am so guilty of this, and I can justify, oh yeah, God, I believe that you're gonna do that, but then I don't ever take a step to start saying something actually happening because I'm waiting for God to show me the end from the beginning. When the reality is if I knew the end from the beginning, I wouldn't need to trust God every step of the way. I would sit there and think, yeah, man, look what I did. Look how far I came. Woo, this was awesome. And boy, can't you see where I came from to what I did? And it wouldn't be about him at all. If I truly believe his word then I need to take the step even when I can't see beyond the next step. I mean, in, in this photo here, you know, it's kind of like, like an old-timey lantern. I was thinking about it this morning. I thought, man, how much do we take for granted even just all the streetlights that we drive, right? Our headlights at night, I'm so glad I have them. I can see the deer right as I'm about to hit it, right? And so... I don't know who panics more me or the deer, ah, you know, but it's a but, but I'm so grateful for all those lights that help guide my path when I'm driving. But if you think about it, when you're out in the middle of nowhere and there's not a whole lot of light around, that lantern, I mean most of us have flashlights now or headlamps, but you know, but either way that 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 lantern. It only allows you to see so many steps ahead of you. Back when I used to climb mountains, because I'm old now and I don't, but back, back when I used to climb mountains, when you'd start at 3 o'clock in the morning, it was dark. You couldn't see. And you had to trust that the light that's on your head, that's looking you know, a few steps ahead of you, And I'm going to follow that path, and that path is going to take me to where I want to go. It amazes me how trusting I am of technology and how untrusting I am of God. I mean, seriously, right? I don't even think about the fact that I put new batteries in before I left. I don't even think about the fact this is just going to work. It's just what it is. It's going to guide my way all the way to where I need to go. But then God asked me to do something. Once again, the creator of the universe asked me to do something. I'm like, I don't know, God, are are you sure? I mean, because what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I have all the excuses lined up in my mind as to why I can't do what he said I am able to do. because I don't trust him in the way that I'm supposed to. See guys, faith is an action verb. It's not just a feeling, it's actually an action. We have to do something with it. Now, I say all these things, all right? And some of us might be thinking, okay, Chris, that that sounds great. And I know I heard God's voice a while back. I know He was leading me to do something a while back. And I started out really good, but now it's really dark. Now it's really, really dark. Then I would ask you this question What is the last thing that you know God spoke to you concerning that path that is really dark right now? What is the last thing that you know God said? You, what is the last thing that you know He was leading you into, that, that He was walking you into? Because that's what's important, because when we remember that, we go, "Oh yeah, this is what God was speaking to me. This is where God was leading me. And boy, I've ended up way over here. Now, the enemy loves that because once you're over there, he's like, "Yeah, look at you, man, you can't get back. Look how far away from that light you are, man, you're an idiot. What are you doing? You make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And he just beats us up with shame and condemnation over and over and over and over again. And many of us sit there and go, you're right, man. But God says, no. Listen to my word. Remember my word. Meditate on my word that I spoke to you. And the moment we do that and we say, Jesus, forgive me. I remember what your word is and I've walked away. God, please forgive me of that. We are right back on the path that we're supposed to be. It doesn't make sense because it took me a long time to get over there. But Jesus goes, come on, let's go. See, all we have to do is go back to his word and ask for forgiveness and listen to his voice. You know, I talked a few weeks ago about being in a rhythm or being in a rut and really feeling and leaning into the heart of God and finding the rhythm of his heartbeat for each one of us individually. And you have to get close in order to do that. I've heard Jesus described as... Well, the Bible tells us he's the good shepherd, but I've also heard people say, you know, sometimes that that word also means good and gentle shepherd. Do you know what shepherds do? They shepherd. No, do you know what they do? They they lead. They don't drive. Shepherds lead. They lead. Good shepherds lead through relationships. See, Jesus doesn't yell at us or belittle us every time that we screw up. Now, some of us, that might be a hard thing because of the way that we have been raised, because of the way the things that we've experienced in our own life. That can be a hard concept for us to grasp because we, we think of mistakes and failure, and the response is, what did you do? What is wrong with you? You are an idiot. How in the world could you ever do that? But that's not the way that Jesus responds to us. He corrects us in the way that is specific for each of us, in the way that we, he knows that we will respond. We just have to trust him in that correction. You know what's fascinating about a shepherd who doesn't yell. I said in order to hear his voice you have to get close. Think about it. In order to hear a shepherd's voice. Who's not yelling and belittling. You've got to come close. That's right. If we are staying close to him. Then we hear his voice. And his voice is our light to guide us through the dark times. God wants us to develop a character that is dependent upon his voice so that he can lead us into all truth. But in order to do so, we have to be willing to take the next step even when we can't see beyond the next step. That's where the faith comes in. Can I trust him enough that if he's led me to it, he's going to bring me through it? We have to be able to make those steps. Now, the crazy thing is, though, is that sometimes it is terrifying. It's terrifying. Because we're going... Okay, God, I think, I think you're leading me into this. I think that you're wanting me to take these next steps and boy, I don't know how that's gonna work and oh man, I'm not qualified, God, to do that. Good. Because in our own strength, we are not qualified to do anything but through his voice And through the truth that He speaks, His truth is above every circumstance. His word speaks life. And if God has spoken, this is where I want you to go and this is what I want you to do, then we have to trust and say, even though I don't know it, I'm going to do it. And take that step. That's where we have to go. We have to let go of our own insecurities, let go of our own fear and trust him that if his word is being spoken, then it's going to accomplish what it was sent forth to accomplish. Isaiah fifty-five eleven tells us, it's not up here. Isaiah fifty-five eleven tells us that his word does not return to him empty, but it will accomplish everything it was sent forth to accomplish. If that's his word, then we can trust his word and we need to say yes. And if he has spoken something over my life regarding finances, regarding work, regarding relationships, regarding my own character of things I need to step into and and do differently, then it's time for us to start taking him at his word and start walking in the things he's asking us to do. See, Jesus made us a promise that he would never leave us or forsake us so we can trust that he is always going to be there. In John chapter one, the apostle John says it like this. He says, in the beginning, the word already existed. He's talking about Jesus. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. When we are walking with the word, then no matter how dark it is around us, the light will always push back the darkness. The light will always push back the darkness. Don't be afraid to take the step of faith that God is leading you into. Trust his voice and walk where he's leading you, even if it's scary and even if you don't understand. Amen? Let's stand. We're going to pray and be dismissed. As soon as we're done with with service, after I'm done praying, we'll have prayer team up here. If you'd like prayer for anything, also... Um, we have snacks that, that are going to be uh, happening in the fellowship hall, and uh, we'd love for you to stick around and just fellowship a little bit. And then the parking lot has not melted any, so please be very, very careful as you are going out. And um, maybe even pick up your uh, – if you have other passengers in your car, maybe pick them up here at, at the front. Um, so that way only one person might fall and not everybody. So, uh, but Yes? Hey, we have valet parking today, guys, so it's a, we're a full service church here this morning, so but if you need something, let, let Dennis or Tom know um, back there, and then they'll make sure and get your car for you, so let's pray. Father, we love you. God, I just thank you so much for what you're doing in us. God, I thank you for your words of truth, that it is your word that is a light to our path. God, we want to be able to hear what it is that you're speaking to us individually so that we can walk into everything you have called us to walk into. God, forgive us for those areas that we have just strayed from the path and we've allowed ourselves to just kind of wind up in darkness and going, oh man, I don't know how I got here. God, forgive us and we want to come back and we want to walk in your truth. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. And in your name we pray, amen. Guys have a blessed week and we will see you all next